0: And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hey everyone, are you ready to be fired up? Because I sure am. I've got Jeffrey Broger here. He is a commercial agent with eXp as well as having his own podcast and he works with agents in the top 1% generate leads and follow up with them and actually have a better online digital presence so I'm sure, Jeffrey, you can do better at talking about yourself than I can. Welcome to Fired Up.
1: Thank you. No, and and you really nailed it. I mean, we'll dive into some amazing things today. I was reading your bio prior to this, and I love your experience in real estate, your experience in coaching, and your experience in digital marketing. Look at those Two Comma Club awards behind (laughs) you. I mean, this is amazing. For those of you that don't know, the Two Comma Club is a ClickFunnels award when you sell over a million dollars through a specific funnel, and that is very rare. And Krista Mayshore here has multiple, I mean, what, like four five and a two comma X? I mean, seven. really? Yeah. <laughs> se- oh, she was blocking. She has seven of those awards. So she understands digital marketing to a degree where I'm really excited about this conversation because we'll be on the same page about so much. I'm excited to learn more than what I'm able to, to offer. But uh, yeah, just here to add value.
0: Yeah. I love, it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, you know, right now more than ever agents need, uh, not agents, but any business needs to learn about digital marketing. And so many agents are just taught to do the traditional things like open houses and cold calling and door knocking and pot pies and sphere of influence, all of which can work, but it's very difficult because it's one-to-one with digital mm-hmm. marketing. You're one-to-many. So talk to me a little bit about one-to-many and some of the things that you're doing to help agents across the country in the top 1%, you know, really, really dominate their profession.
1: Absolutely. So when it comes to -to one-to-many, the power of social media is that with a single post, single video, you have the opportunity to still capture your personality and your message and your expertise, but have hundreds of people watch it per minute and it takes you zero extra time, right? So it is so scalable. And when you apply it correctly and you're consistent with it, this can really take you to the next level. And it really comes down to, consumer behavior. One of my favorite college courses was consumer behavior marketing, and really considering you know, what your target consumer is doing in the process of purchasing or getting ready to list their home. And nowadays, what are they doing? They're starting the search online, They forgot the realtor that they did business with five to seven years ago because they're not following up with them. Mm -hmm. And so now they're starting the search over again. And what are they doing later down the funnel when they're really ready? Well, that's when they're searching the Zillows and the things like that. But prior to the time when they actually go to those apps and start searching for homes. They're doing some research online. They're looking, you know, they might see some posts in Facebook. They might join a Facebook group or they're already in a group. And so you can actually do what's called fishing upstream and do it to, with a one-to-many type of approach to where you have all of these leads in your pipeline before they even go to those bigger portals. So that is just the one-to-many in a nutshell. And I mean, we could dive into organic, we could dive into paid advertising, we could dive into so many things from there. But uh, does that answer the question?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love it. Like I always tell people if, if people are only thinking about you when they're ready to take action, it's already too late. The goal yep. is that you've got to be showing up and they need to be to know who you are and thinking about you and know what you do. And you need to be serving them and helping them prior to them even being ready to take action, right? Because Once they're ready, they're going to get bombarded with 8 million realtors and all those things. And that's when it just becomes really, really hard.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's also much less expensive to do the fishing upstream. Now, the caveat is that they are farther up the funnel. So it takes a little bit longer to convert them, but you can get, you know, buyer and seller leads top of funnel and start to nurture them and start to, you know, drip videos on them and keep in touch and learn what they really want and need and also a lot of leads come in today and they say oh yeah i'm gonna buy next year and that's where scripting comes into play because if you're just the agent that says okay sounds good i'll follow up then and you just put them on a drip campaign that's no no offense that's being a little bit more of an order taker than than helping them and guiding them right so yeah go for it
0: because i i i suck at script so okay so, um, oh well, no, you know, Jeffrey, I'm just, I'm just looking, I'm thinking about, you know, probably in a year or so is when I'm going to start to look for a home.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you say that for a reason, uh, what is that reason?
0: Oh, you know, um, my daughter's graduating from high school and will probably end up moving down, you know, or maybe even out of the area once that happens.
1: Got it. And so she's graduating, uh, next, what, May or June?
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that's amazing. How exciting. And with that, if you are looking at moving after she graduates, was is that, did I hear you correctly in that?
0: Yes. After. huh?
1: Okay. And the reason why you don't want to move in her senior year is, is, is what exactly?
0: I just, it doesn't make any sense. To you. I don't want to up shuffle her and she's going to be leaving, going away to college. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Okay. Absolutely. And with that being said, that's you know that's what's holding you back, but really what I want to learn as well is what's motivating you to move. You know, what are you looking forward to? Is it a situation where you're downsizing after she goes to college? Is it a situation where you're actually going to be upgrading or moving somewhere else? You know, what's your mo- main motivation for moving?
0: Yeah, we want to move down less less stuff in our house, you know, and get rid of some of the PG knee.
1: Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe- no, I totally understand, and you know with that being said, you don't want to downsize before she moves out right so yeah. uh, so with that being said, what I would suggest from my professional experience is that it takes a few months to kind of get the ball rolling and start looking at homes- put up you want a save search and really find exactly what you want and so if you're going to be moving in July or August when she moves out in February, we should be setting you up on save searches. And really in January, we should help get you with my lending partner and get you pre-qualified so we know exactly what you can afford. And so, you know, right now it's August. So what I'm gonna do is send you some market reports, keep in touch over the next few months. And then in January, we'll get this ball rolling. How's that sound?
0: That's good. So you're gonna like call me every month or what?
1: Well, I don't have to call you every single month. You can call me <laughs> if you want to. But much easier. I will. You can follow me on social media. Of course, I'll send you a few emails here and there. And you know, with that being said, of course, if things change and your timeline shortens, then let me know. But if you also want to set up a save search now, then let me know because you know we can do that. We could get you into something before the holidays. But based on your timeline, I think it makes the most sense for you to to serve you better to just get the ball rolling in January. That way, once July August comes we are fully ready. We can make an offer instantly and we can get into the house of your dreams, even though it is a downsize.
0: Ooh, I like that, Jeffrey. That was good. It was good. See, so what he did was there, he didn't ask open, he asked, he didn't open any questions. He was like, it wasn't a no yes question. It was questions that were going to get me talking, right?
1: I was like, oh, why is that? Yeah. What's the motivation?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like repeating what they're saying. Oh, so you're saying why exactly. Oh, that was good. Good, good, good.
1: And the reason why I didn't try to increase the timeline is because you didn't give me an objection, you gave me a condition. Now the difference is, objections are typically fears or something that is, they're throwing up a smokescreen, and you can help them actually mentally get through that and, you know, get to your goal and help guide them. A condition is something that you cannot overcome. A condition of downsizing to a smaller house after your daughter moves out you're not going to downsize to a smaller house before the daughter moves out, yes. right? And so having that understanding, I think is important of this is not something I can overcome or need to overcome in this moment. I can actually increase rapport by by you know, letting her do the transaction in a year, but also maintain my expertise of saying, look, it's gonna take about six months to build up to that.
0: Does I like that make that. sense? So can you do me a favor, give me some more examples of actual, um objections that people say and how you overcome them
1: okay and, and i'm only really this
0: because people have a hard time with this kind of stuff like realtors have don't have not been trained like this
1: right and i will say that there are others that are better at this right my my real expertise is in marketing and getting to the point where when they call you they already know who you are and it's a much easier conversation but so we can get will-
0: that said. we can get that said. so so I know that we teach very similar philosophies, right? And um uh-huh. I'm more about the paid the the paid reach because I know how successful yeah. paid reach can be and how effective it can be. But you said something about organic. So talk to mm. me a little bit about um what your advice would be if, if for organic reach.
1: Okay. Yeah, we could dive into that too. And by the way, I'm a huge paid advertising guy too. Copywriting, yeah. that's whole that's my jam. So organic on what platform?
0: Um Facebook
1: and Instagram. Okay. Well, or would you want to talk about something
0: else? I feel like I'm putting you in the wrong direction. I'm just, I'm taking tidbits of what you said earlier and then bringing them out. Of it. What would you like to talk about?
1: Facebook and Instagram is great. Okay. So, so we should talk about what has changed in Facebook advertising pretty soon here. And mainly with sellers, right. With, with capturing address and lead forms and all that being now yes. being restricted. Like we can go deep on that. Um, But as far as
0: the we have to change all of our funnels, you know, the algorithm is like seeing if you're asking for their address on right now, it's like we're on like the third page, we're getting away with it. but we know they're going to get rid of that soon, too. So it's like, oh, my gosh, been a pain.
1: Yep. Yep. So we can we can go deep on that. Um, But as far as I can talk about organic here, just briefly, with organic, here's just the easiest way to consistently create high quality content that your consumers will love. You create a strategy for each day of the week, you know, five days and you refer back to your brand, market report, what's important, you do what's called success modeling, look at the agents in your market that have the biggest followings and what they're doing. And then you just categorize each day. So maybe Monday is motivation Monday and you go live for five minutes and talk about a mindset topic. And this could be for agent recruiting as well as for buyers and sellers and it's just you on video. And then every Tuesday is Testimonial Tuesday. And then every Wednesday is, is blank. And every Thursday is blank. And every Friday is blank. And then maybe every Saturday you go live at an open house or one of your agents does. Have a theme for each day. I'm telling you, this will make it so much easier. And then also when you get to the point where you can outsource this stuff, now there's a system. It's not just you, oh gosh, I need to post in uh, last minute at noon that day trying to think of what to do, right? <laughs> so I would say categorize each day for organic, and stick to it and then of course measure look at the analytics look at which posts performed best and then do more of that so that's just in a nutshell organic if that makes sense
0: yes i love it so let's talk about the whole because most people don't even understand what's happening right now with the ios 4 update how um hud is is really you know going crazy crazy about people asking for addresses because they don't want people you know uh picking and choosing who they want to work with based upon addresses which i think is just crazy they even would think that we would do that but another story for another day talk to me about what you're seeing and what what you're doing to overcome those type of things let's in in re- respects specifically to getting sellers on facebook through paid advertising
1: i'll tell you what my clients are top 1% brokers and they all tell me the same thing i want listings for me
0: Register now, can't wait to see you there and let's transform your business.
1: Buyers for my team and recruiting. And so in in that order, right? And so when it comes to sellers, that's, that's their number one priority. That's a huge topic. And when it comes to sellers on social media, what we used to do is run a Facebook lead generation ad with a lead form, and we would capture first name, last name, phone number, email, and home address Mm -hmm. in the lead form. And we would get anywhere from ten to fifteen dollar seller leads with all all the information and full address. Well, that's how it used to be. But all of a sudden, about four months ago, with no warning, by the way, we usually get like these warnings and there's like, hey, in a couple months we're gonna be restricting this. Strange. All of a sudden, one day, all the seller ads I had live went deactivated and said, You can no longer collect personal address, zip code, da 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 due to discriminatory advertising, whatever. Mm -hmm. and I was very taken aback and we had to quickly scramble and pivot to a different type of funnel which we had set up already. The cost per lead was a little bit more expensive but it was a landing page funnel. And I know you're a big ClickFunnels user so we have those templates on ClickFunnels ready to go. And we are still able to now collect address on landing pages. Now whether they'll then start restricting that. I know you mentioned something about you have like are. the third page. If
0: it's on the first. So if you now direct traffic to your website and your website has a what's my home worth on it, your ads are getting shut down now we were doing it to where we would send it to a funnel because we have like a what's my homework funnel a seller seminar funnel all of them and you can't have it on the first page we've been able to get away with it being on the second page but we're not sure for how long because they keep adding to the layers their little algorithm monkeys that go and check everything are are, uh, are are noticing things now so we're like crap you know
1: right yeah so with that being said i haven't experienced that yet maybe they're rolling that out in phases but we are still able right now to drive traffic to a landing page and it'll either say address on the first question and then go to a a series of questions after that or the entire form is on the first page and it's first name, last name, phone, you're right. And so we're still able to to do that. Now I will give you one hack, not a hack, but it's, okay, so it's another option really. And this is something that most marketers don't know as much about. But due to my background in chat marketing, I am huge in this messenger. So yeah, I I spoke at the mini chat conference last year uh, regarding my messenger chatbot and AI and what we had built out because it was super extensive, tied into the MLS, the whole thing. So in click to messenger ads right now, Mm -hmm. as of... August 31st, 2021, you can still collect address. And here's another caveat that Krista will really value. When you have someone fill out a lead form or interact with a lead form, the retargeting window is 90 days. When they interact on your website, it's 180 days. When they click and subscribe to messenger, the retargeting window is 365 days. Yeah. So now you have a retargeting window that's four times as long. It's it's not relying on email to try and go match with that Facebook profile. It is their Facebook profile mm-hmm. because their Messenger and their Facebook is intertwined. And so it's a really unique opportunity to get sellers, get the address, still collect phone and email. Maybe the lead cost is a little more expensive, but now you have the data you need and you can retarget them four times as long.
0: Because most of them, so it's, it's more expensive to click click to Messenger ads because not everyone's clicking. Is that why, or they're not going to Messenger, or it's not set up, or they're not using it?
1: It seems to be that. So, one for example, step, huh? it's it's one more step. But if you do click to Messenger first, then that's that first step. You're gathering another data point. Uh-huh. But I, we've just noticed that when you're doing click to Messenger, there's fall off. Just like any funnel, mm-hmm. as you ask more and more questions, they fall off. Right. Yeah. So, with that being said, if the click to messenger might be $5 or $3 or $10. But then if you're considering a re- a lead name, phone number, email, and home address, anyone who comes in, puts their email and then bounces, isn't considered a lead. Right. And so with that being said, when you really look at the numbers, typically I've seen that these click to messenger ads, where you go messenger first, and then you collect address, then you collect phone and email to get all the data. For whatever reason, it just is a little bit more expensive than the traditional lead form, which was like the holy grail. $10, you know, and it's all the data we need, right?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I I we'll have to test that because we haven't done that yet. But yeah, like last year, so we closed 48, we closed more than this, but just from straight from jumping on our, going to our seller seminar funnel, we had 48 closed seller transactions resulting in $740,000 directly from Facebook ads to our funnel requesting a home analysis that we, we attributed straight from Facebook. And now it's getting harder and harder. we're like, Oh my gosh, you know, and that, and we don't, we don't spend a huge ad budget on it, but we have a really great follow-up right. system, but it's like, we love that. That's people raising their hand and saying, yes, I want a home evaluation. Here's my name, address, female. I've got this many bedrooms. Here's my upgrades. I plan on moving in this many months. Like, that, we call that as two-step, or they answer all those questions, they go to the next, the next page. But right. man, this is—we're like, but it's been. This is how it always is, right, Jeffrey? I mean, we've been fighting the Facebook, you know, demons and police for years, and all we have to do is—it's is, about modifying it, changing, adapting, and pivoting as soon as possible.
1: No, it really is, and it's an unfortunate truth that when Facebook comes up with this amazing system. It then gets marketed massively because over the years then so many people are then spending money to drive traffic to that channel. And then there's some kind of backlash and then Facebook gets sued and then they put restrictions in place. So it's this never ending cycle of here's this new tool amazing and there's like there's this one or two year run and then they're like oh we're gonna restrict it now or make it paid or or whatever so crazy, you know you
0: it's like they're losing so much money right now Those whole apple ios 4 update issues that it's causing like people are bailing from facebook advertising
1: now that was a big deal the oh, ios 14 yeah. um and and i mean i have contacts at facebook directly and i mean the whole ios 14 update was something that they were not shy about the fact that this is going to reduce your conversions this is going to affect you know your results that you've been used to so this that was a big deal for sure now let me um, tell you
0: how it doesn't affect and you can you can back me up on this and i'll let you talk more about it so we you know we teach people how to create video content and get it out there to the masses, right? When somebody watches your video, you can retarget them and show them another video uh-huh. within Facebook. So the Apple iOS 4 update does not affect doing that. That's why the video marketing strategy on Facebook is still so, so powerful. And, you know, so speak to that. So you said that you're really good at teaching people how to basically, when they get that call, convert it more easily because all the heavy lifting's already been done in the, in the beginning. Explain that process.
1: Then that's the video. which supports your point. So- With that being said, the iOS 14 update is regarding pixel data that's being transferred from an off Facebook asset, like a website. Explain that. That
0: Most people don't know what a pixel is. I do, of course, but explain that so that our listeners understand exactly what you mean.
1: Mm -hmm. So you know how your screen and your web browser is made up of pixels, like 1920 by 1080 or whatever. There's like thousands of pixels here. Imagine a Facebook pixel is a one pixel by one pixel invisible square in the top right of your website that ele- that kind of like observes people's actions and reports back to the Facebook media platform what that user is doing off Facebook. Mm-hmm. Why is that important? Well, now you can retarget them if they were at a certain scroll depth on a particular listing. Well, now you can retarget them with listings similar to that and it's relevant to them, right? And if they click off Facebook, you don't have the pixel on your site, how is Facebook supposed to know what happens over there and how are you supposed to then as a marketer take actions on that or set up an experience for them? So that's what a Facebook pixel is. And that data now is more and more restricted. So when someone opts out with iOS 14, it does not allow that pixel tracking to happen when they click off Facebook. But now to circle back, what about on Facebook? They still track everything. You're on their app, <laughs> like you, you sign your life away when you sign up for the app. So basically when they're watching a video, one of the most powerful things you could do is retarget based on video view percentage. So what Krista is talking about here is you could post a video on Facebook on your business page, promote it with an ad or push it out to groups, and then you can actually create an audience based on people that watched 50% of the video or more. And that is matched directly to their Facebook profile is is not affected by iOS 14. It does not rely on any pixel data because it's happening on Facebook or Instagram.
0: Yes, I love it. Good. See, so that means like, I'm so happy because we've been teaching this for years and years and I'm like, guess what, guys? Everyone's so worried about this but you don't need to because you've been doing it the right way all along. So you're (laughs) fine, right? Okay. So, I mean, the power of... A video. I mean, talk to me about what you've seen for these agents in the top 1%, how utilizing video consistently and correctly distributing it so it's actually being seen besides just your mom, dad, and dog and friends. The idea is for everyone to see it. Explain what you've seen happen to your clients based upon that.
1: Well, they become this local celebrity that they've always wanted to be or maybe that they used to be. And then now that people are getting their news and their information information digitally, they aren't anymore from the billboards and the radio, right? And so what this allows is for you to get thousands and thousands of impressions locally and also to have specific videos for specific parts of the funnel so that by the time someone has a conversation with you, it has a little bit of a celebrity effect. It's like, oh, oh, this is really Krista I'm talking to. I've watched hours of your content, right? And to have that effect on someone prior to you ever speaking to them is powerful. And that's possible today with video.
0: I call it you win before you arrive, right? Like you are already Mm. positioned as the authority seen as the expert. You're breaking down barriers. You're educating people, serving them. They see you as the person. Right. And the thing I like is this can, I know you say you deal with a lot of top one percenters, but this works for brand new agents, a brand new agent, creating content, right. Putting ads spend behind it, targeting her local area retargeting similar content. And all of a sudden perception is reality. Now it seems like they're actually doing business. And before you know it, they get nominated best realtor in their area. <laughs> I believe it, that happened before, it's so funny. Okay, so I love, you speak my language. I love it, Jeffrey. So um, give me some, what are like, some of the best kind of video content you'd tell your people to create? Give us like your top three videos. You, If I was, didn't know anything about video, what would you tell me to create?
1: Well, if you're going after buyers, then you should probably be creating video for living in Huntington Beach, right? Living in uh, this area, whatever area you are, because that will attract out-of-state buyers, that will attract, you can put that into a group of your local clients and, and actually build kind of like a local homeowner group around it and start, you know, posting in it with, oh, here's our favorite coffee shop, 602 coffee. You know, here we are, look right across the street is the beach. And it's just you on video promoting living in that area, right? It proves that you're a local realtor and that will attract buyers. Now, when it comes down to sellers, it's a little bit more of an interesting game because it's an exciting process to buy a house. But how many sellers do you know that were excited to sell their house?
0: Yeah, it's it's stressful.
1: It's much fewer and far between. It's stressful. Yeah. They're pretty comfortable where they are. They kind of don't want to move, but they kind of have to. So in that regard, it's a little bit more of an educational value to them. Market report, houses that closed that are similar to theirs. That you know, hey, this went in 21 days. over or whatever, you know, 50 K over asking. So it's a little bit more of an educational piece. And it's, it's interesting going after sellers. Now, here's the third thing. You can extract sellers from buyers. And this is where a lot of our seller lead generation is going now, just to give you like a little bit of a hint of where we're pivoting to as an agency and you know, how I'm helping to consult other companies that are, that are, you know, keep me on retainer. We understand that Home buying is very, very attractive and fun, and that pictures of houses on social media get the most clicks. So, how can we then leverage that low cost per lead and extract sellers from buyers? Yeah, forty
0: percent of buyers are sellers.
1: Right. Yeah. And 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 so, with that being said, leaning more into that, developing technology around that, developing dynamic forms around it, and you know, once again that goes back to creating video that is about the local market and attracting buyers because then a percentage of them will be sellers.
0: Are you looking to transform your business? Well, if the answer is yes, then you don't want to miss out on our intensive event starting soon for only $97. This event is jam packed full days of live coaching with me. We have breakout sessions to customize and implement our daily training so that you can actually utilize them into your business. We're gonna give you the training to craft your personal strategy to convert your leads into long-term clients. So let's go. What are you waiting for? Register now, can't wait to see you there, and let's transform your business. Yes, good, I love it. I love it, I love it. I, I, I like how you guys pivot and adapt. So you help people come up with the content to write, then you run your, their ads for them, and you also have the follow-up, the lead, the follow-up portion of it, it seems like Candle did, which is the hardest hard part. For many, many agents, they, you know, they always, if you do a a survey and say, hey, what what do you want most as a realtor? They always say leads. And I always say, you don't want leads, you want leads that are high quality convert leads that are gonna convert. And you get those by doing the process you just talked about, about creating video content, being seen over and over, being seen way before and thought about way before they're ever wanting to make the decision. It might be a little bit longer of a process, but the thing is, is that it's a much stronger converting process and people will stick with you and stay with you longer. Especially if you continue to remarket and utilize video content. After they're done with the sale, you know, from you. So, um, and you'll get more referrals that way from people that know you that don't know you. It's just, it's an attraction-based business model, which is so so different than just like generating leads that go to eight thousand agents and they're getting, you know, bombarded by people from Zillow calling them.
1: <laughs> right. Yep. One hundred percent.
0: Okay, so if if they if you were to give any more advice to people listening, um, first of all, how can they where can they find out about you and exactly what it is that you do for agents?
1: Sure. My website is steezy.digital. Now STEEZY stands for style with ease. That's a little (laughs) bit of a shout out to my extreme sports growing up. I I did surfing and skating and all kinds of extreme sports growing up, so that's a term in that industry. And I then applied that to real estate thinking, you know, four years ago I I noticed this problem that a lot of brokers that were in their 50s that had you know an awesome 20-year, 25-year history in their market really struggle with the digital stuff. And if I was honest, they didn't look good online. They had pixelated photos, they had a terrible content strategy, they had no ads. And so I thought, what if I could make them look stylish online, and it would be effortless for them, right? Steezy digital. And Mm -hmm. now with that style and ease, we have four years later helped brokers all over the nation really upgrade their online presence and so at steezy.digital you can discover all the things we do we offer branding advertising copywriting services and uh, it's you know it's all done for you so the value it it is a little bit more expensive of course because you're leveraging my agency's assets to then execute this for you but the value is that you don't have to do it yourself it saves you all that time and you can really just focus on meeting with buyers and sellers and recruiting and growing your brokerage.
0: That's awesome. I, I, there's such a need for it because I always say that many times, all it takes is an agent that understands digital marketing because really, truly, you should be a marketer first and an agent second. Your number one priority is to be a marketer, to serve your community, to really, really make it to where it's impossible for people not to think about you or or know who you are. Somebody's not gonna really know. Um, and uh, which is, is, is the best way for you to be able to, yeah, some of my kids to 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 make it out there and just absolutely dominate. So um if uh oh it was my dog I'm so sorry she's trying to get me your ball. her ball that's okay I know I always she knows she can play with me. I have a role with my kids and my dog that they are allowed to interrupt me at any time during my anything. Um, I love it. Yes so so that's great. So you so there's such a need for it because you know a lot of these Older agents are just agents by default, but all it takes is somebody who's really active in marketing and understands it to come over there and take over. So you're helping people that have already have the experience, have done really well to continue to dominate and continue to, to really you know, do well in, in their profession. I, I, I That's awesome. Okay, so that's steezy.digital.com, right?
1: Nope, no just, .com.
0: Just steezy.digital. That's right. Okay, steezy.digital, and you help with copywriting, ads. Um, Branding. Branding, getting people's online presence so that they look like they're from the 21st century. That's right. <laughs> you, you make it, you do it for them, so it's easy. Okay. Um, This was great. I, and you have a podcast too, Jeffrey. Uh, what is your podcast? What's the name of your podcast?
1: My podcast is named Lockbox. Lockbox. And, and I think we're going to have you on there pretty soon, which is exciting.
0: Yes. And, yeah, no, no,
1: no. uh, I also have a commercial real estate brokerage and I focus on multifamily. So you know, if you're interested in switching from residential to commercial, if you're in, already in commercial, you heard this and you're inspired, the unique value that I offer is that I really lean into my marketing experience and I'm a brokerage that truly does offer leads to my agents, right? So we generate off-market deals all the time. And I think it's important to think outside the traditional brokerage model and think of it as an investor as well. And so, you know, we'll find off market multifamily deals. And if the owner wants to sell off market, we have a list of investors to send it out to. And if they want to list it, well, that's where my agents can come in. They can list it and I actually hand those to them. So I don't have to go through the listing process. I just generate the lead, get them a good split, hand it off. So and
0: you're, with, you're with EXP, uh, a commercial. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking about getting a commercial and you maybe think about, changing brokerages. uh, Jeffrey can help you. If you don't want to be commercial, you can always call me because I'm with EXP too. We're like EXP blood sister and brothers. That's right. (laughs) Okay, Jeff. I always have everyone um, end with just giving one great piece of advice on what they would do both personally and like anything, any piece of advice. What would it be? Whether personal, professional, what would you say to our listeners who are fired up that you are here? STEEZY.DIGITAL.
1: I would think about Lifetime value. If I had to say one thing to you that you would take from this podcast, I would say look at every single new customer based on their lifetime value. And what that'll help you do is it'll help you spend more money up front and win more customers so that you can dominate your market. Now, what I mean by that is lifetime value is not the first transaction. The first transaction, depending on your market, might get you a $10,000 commission check, $20,000 commission check. In San Diego, the lifetime value of a real estate client is approximately $100,000. And that's not based on that first transaction. That's based on the first transaction and their referrals and their repeat transaction five years later when they bought and sold again. And you really factor in many more true lifetime events that happen through the life of that customer being a customer of yours or a client of yours. So what does that mean? If you know that a client is not worth 20 grand or 15 grand, but 100 grand, well, now you'll spend a little bit more up front than your competitors are willing to spend Mm -hmm. because you know that you have the systems in place to keep them long-term as a client and to make that profitable. The best companies in the world look at lifetime value, and it is a marketing concept that really needs to be understood more. So if I could leave you with one thing, it would be that
0: i love that that is a, i'm gonna to have to do a whole podcast on lifetime value because I, m- most of the time in real estate they don't ever talk about it right we talk about that all the time in digital marketing but yeah. agents do not think about that that was a excellent excellent ending probably honestly one of my best jeffrey and i'm not just saying that um Thank so you. so so true understand the lifetime value. in fact according to the national association of realtors they say if you do a good job and you keep in contact and you make it to where you're unforgettable from your clients from the time they leave you, right, that you should get between seven and nine more transactions that include referrals, working with them, their friends, their family over the lifetime of your career. So do the math. And what he's saying is that what you do up front, spend a little bit more money because you got to think about this in the long term because you're in real estate for the long term. Jeffrey, thank you again. Um, the name of his podcast is Lockbox. I'm going to be on that. I think we're meeting next week for me to, to be recorded on yours. I cannot wait. Uh, great last piece of information. Thank you, Jeffrey. And you have been a pleasure to talk to.
1: You too. I'm excited for our podcast next week. Thank you so much for having me on Krista.
0: Oh, you're welcome. And everyone, listen, it's really great to listen to information, but information alone is not going to do anything for you. You've got to take action. Implementation is key. I hope you're just as fired up as I am listening to Jeffrey Broger. Broger. Jeffrey Broger. I'm listening wrong. Jeffrey Broger. Go to steezy.digital and everyone make it a great day. And thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with me. It means so much to me. And I will see you next time on the next episode of Fired Up with Krista Maysher.